Welcome to the Stone Industry Podcast. Whether you're an experienced agent, new to the industry, a property manager or principal, join us in conversations with fellow industry peers. Stone Industry Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate. We're very lucky today to have our special guest, Matt LaHood, CEO of the agency um, and a great sales agent in his day as well. Matt, thanks very much for your time today. Thanks, Pete. Nice to be joining you in this uh, intriguing time in the world that we have at the moment. Yeah, we're right in the middle of the COVID uh, pandemic, of course. Everyone's in (laughs) isolation. So just uh, for those who might be listening to this in a few months or even a year or so's time, but I think what you've got to talk to us today about, Matt, in terms of your networking um, ability and how successful you were with the network, I think will stand the test of time. It's certainly uh, one thing that every agent needs to do. So, look, you spent a long time as a sales agent. Just give us a bit of a background uh, when you started and how long you actually spent in sales before taking over uh, senior management roles. Sure, Pete. So um, I started in real estate when I was 17, went into leasing, um, and after that, to or stayed in leasing and then sort of combined new business, didn't really go into property management at all. Went from leasing, just um, sales agents. It was a small office I was in in Randwick in Sydney. And um, the principal would always ask me to, if you're not doing anything after your leasing opens on Saturday, come and join me at the um, sales open. So being keen to learn, I started when I was 17, um, doing the morning opens, I tried to do all the leasing ones in the morning so I could go and sit on the sales ones in the afternoon because that's where I really wanted to end up. So anyway, you at 19, I'll, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. So we 19, went into sales um, and went out on my own pretty well much straight away. Very young, but I felt I had two years up my sleeve and what actually happened, how, how the networking thing came about was um, I started to get listings off the landlords who I used to manage the properties, well, they lease their properties and got to know them. And then tenants, tenants would call me and say, I've got, I want to buy something. You help me lease something. I noticed you're in sales. Um, so this sort of all started to set me on a path, I guess, um, where one day I was um, started to add a couple of listings going, three or four listings. And I had uh, Westpac senior um, loans. Bank managers back in those days, 20, 30 years ago were, were considered, you know, an esteemed person. So if you, you know, he used to make an appointment to go and see the bank manager to get a home loan. Yeah, that's right. Some of the listeners might be too young to remember that, but you, you and I know that, Pete. Um, so anyway, you used to have to make an appointment. It was not like they ever came to your house. It was nine to five, Monday to Friday, and it was if you had to make an appointment. So then, with this um, bank manager down the road uh, came up and dropped some cards into me and said, look, I, 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 um, you're starting to do a bit of business and I'm up the road if you have anyone that would like you to refer your uh, clients to. And I took his cards not knowing anything different, threw them in the drawer. And then um, about about a month later, I was um, driving around one Saturday and I got a phone call. Um, we used to have the pages and I remember it clearly said, you know, to call this lady down at Lurline Bay, which is a, a, a sort of each side part of uh, Sydney's eastern suburbs, very like a cracker spot if you're chasing a listing uh, in real estate. She said, look, I've got a house and I've been referred to you by Paul from Westpac. That was the message on my pager. So I raced around looking for the nearest phone box, got the 20 cents out, rang the lady and she said, look, 
I've just bought a property and Paul from Westpac said that you're the person I need to call to to sell mine. So I went, hang on a minute. Oh, yeah. I said, no, I haven't. I was thinking in my mind, I, I just took his cards and threw them in the drawer and didn't really do anything about them. So went down, saw the lady. She um, was a single lady in her 60s. And she, you know, back, back then, she was very untrustworthy of agents. And she said, look, I'm my bank manager. has been my bank manager for years. And he said, I should give you a go because you're enthusiastic and you're doing a lot of business. So he's a 20-year-old kid getting a big, probably one of the, so I walked back to the office and rang my boss. I didn't know what to do. Rang him and he said, oh, I'll come down with you for that list. You're not going down on your own. <laughs> so he came down with me. Um, basically, that's what happened. And we signed it up and um, we sold it. And that set me on a path where I first person I called on Monday, Pete, was Pete, was a Paul from Westpac saying, oh, my God, thank you so much. And he just said, oh, I heard you went and saw you know, our mutual client, blah, blah, blah. And um, I went on, so the first thing I then decided to do is how many rocks can I lift up to find a home loan to refer back to Paul? So reciprocal so, action, right? Exactly. So call it an accident, but then I guess sometimes when you look at it, a lot of people have asked me over the years, how did you build it? It started like this. This is exactly how it started. So he said, I said to him, well, look, you've obviously got clients and I really over-service that client to make sure I got a glowing report to him. And he just said, look, I've got heaps of clients that come in here, lots of old-term clients. And I thought, because it wasn't the way I was taught Pete, to list property. I was taught to canvas door knocks, letterbox drops, reverse telephone books, all the stuff, you know, we used to learn. And, and I'm thinking this just can't be the right way. It's, it's grinding, it's self-deprivating. It's, um, people don't like it. I don't like it when people knock on my door. I don't like when people ring me out of the blue for no reason. And that sort of I thought if I can, sorry, Matt, that yeah. sort of prospecting, cold calling, warm calling, pipelines, deals, letterbox drops certainly has its place. But the issue with it, of course, is that if you go on holidays or have some time off, kind of your business stops. But having a networking group well, ensures longevity and ensures that the, the referrals keep coming. Is that right? This is building a business where you create a constant flow of sellers, Pete. Um, when you have a business that's predicated on you outputting all the time, yep. the minute you stop outputting, you're, you're done basically, right? Um, and outputting, like in terms of, like I'm big on success marketing, like especially on social, it's selling property, success market it, yep. success list it when you, when you list it, you know, success show it when you're doing the opens or what have you, video walkthroughs. But never, I'm not a big fan on cold, direct, cold calling. I right. think it's, unless you have an actual buyer who says, I want to live in that street, Yes, that's a different conversation, right? Yeah, and we do a lot of that in the group. Ben Collier, one of our top agents, famous for that. He, he literally door knocks in the street when he has an actual buyer. But when he door knocks, the owners, a lot of them know him. They know he's door knocking for a reason. And just on that, ben, Ben's told me in the past that he's actually taken the buyer with him on a Sunday into these sort of elite Sydney Eastern suburbs areas and knocks on the door or, or rings the intercom yep. and says, I'm standing here with somebody who's got 48 hours in Australia who wants to buy your house. That's so exactly what he does. And I've seen him do it more than more than ample times and and knock a house over like that. So, um, so, back so that to was one thing. That, yep, back to your networking. Oh, yeah, you and, go. And how you, yep. how you set up that group, Matt. I mean, you, you got some success from the manager at Westpac and you thought, hey, yeah, wait so, a sec, this is pretty good. That's exactly what happened, Pete. So I looked at other 
um, people I needed around the real estate transaction. And I thought, hang on a minute, I need to build. So I'm sitting there thinking about Paul Paul's licensing. Would you like to catch up for a coffee once a month? And we can just share ideas and everything. And he said to me, look, he goes, I've got this really good lawyer I use around the corner. Um, he's really good at conveyancing. And his name's Rodney. So I said, look, I, I'd love to introduce you. You know, to, So he introduced and he sold me to Rodney in terms of, look, this guy's the guy, he's serious, young, up and coming, local, went to school and ran where he's keen, he'll work seven days. But that's how I've sort of always positioned myself 24-7. Um, and I, I grew up in a time when real estate agents were pretty lazy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's old school, one or two sales every couple of months. They were on debit credit. There was no, there was no superstars like there are really right now. The big superstars were in sort of like Double Bay. They had the big, but there was no local superstars that really pushed themselves. The average was sort of one or two deals a month. Pete, you remember those days? I do. Yeah, before, before real 87. estate, before real estate became a professional sport. Yeah, there was no rock stars, right? So I thought, you know what? My average agent, my office was about 40. I was 18, 19. They were doing sort of like one sale a month. So if I can do two or three, I'm going to be the number one agent. So with 2021, 20, I was the number one agent, not only in the office, but in the network. Mm-hmm. Worked for Richardson and Ranch. I was the number one auction lifter then. Um, and that's sort of what put me on the map, I guess. But then, so we uh, we met the lawyer. Um, the lawyer then said, look, I've got a builder who I reckon get, does a lot of developments around the area. Why don't we bring him into the group? I said, I have a strata manager who I went to school with, Scotty down at CF there. We got him in the group. We needed an accountant. I pulled an accountant in who I knew through Scott. All of a sudden, every month, so no one wanted to drive it, so I decided I'm going to have to drive this. So we set an agenda because I didn't want it to be just chit-chat. Yep. We set an agenda for that meeting. Now, what that looked like, it was a one-hour meeting every every Friday at 8 o'clock. Every single I had, week was the frequency every, of the Sorry, group. beg your pardon. Once a month, beg your pardon. Yep. Once a month, every Friday, 8 o'clock. Right. And it ran till 9. And, mate, everybody, we had 10 people in that group. And it, they all had five minutes. And we did a round the circle, effectively, which gave us 50 minutes. Uh, and we had a timer. And we had 10 minutes of, of just chit-chat, like cross-chit-chatting. Now, what we do is that everyone would have to individually talk about what's happening in their industry. So I'd say, look, we've, you know, we've had a lot of sales this, this last month on you know, apartments. Investors are coming into the market. Or you know, the sales are down or what have you. Accountant would talk about, you know, GST's just come in and this is what you guys have to do. And so we'd all, we all worked out between us that there was 10, we had 500 people each roughly that we'd done business with, you know, in, in the group over the last sort of me, three to four years, them sort of like, you know, lots of years. But they had sort of VIP clients. There was about 5,000 people in our group. So I decided to call it the Ramwick Business Group. Very so good. we just said Ramwick Business Group. So what I'd do when I went to listings, Pete, I used to say, look, I've just been to a Ramwick Business Group meeting. And this is what's happening in the low. And they'd go, what? So look, I'm one of 10 people who are high profile. And then I'd mention their names. And they go, oh, he's my lawyer. I use him. He's my banker. So using it then for indirect leverage, like to say, oh, do you know him? Yeah, he's my lawyer. Okay, God, great. Well, look, can you give him a call for a reference check on me? And they'd usually go, oh, no, look, if he's... But see, I was getting on average about six listings a month out of that group. 
So did you ever have to pay a referral fee, Matt, or was it all just goodwill? You'd refer them, they'd No, refer we you. didn't we never did referral fees. But what we did is we had a chart at that at that my assistant used to run the chart um at that meeting and it'd be just we didn't have computers and all that sort of stuff, iPads and to we used to print the chart out and everybody could see how many referrals had been sent to the group. Right. So and then often we spoke um about clients, not with names, but you know, somebody say, oh, you refer me to that client down in Smith Street, how's that going and so forth and so on. Um, you know, we'd talk about situations we had. Now, the other thing is we had an agreement and here's where it starts to get really good people. When nobody was to refer to anyone outside that group if they had a service that they needed. So nobody in that group of 10 people, if they said someone needs a real estate agent, they couldn't say, I'll give it to Pete Malou from XYZ Real Estate. It had to go to Matt LaHood. Okay. That's a that's a great that's a really good system that you had. So if you were getting five or six listings a month, and I'll come to something else in a moment, obviously everyone else in the group saw some value because they were getting referrals, and it was just a great self perpetuating way of getting business. And 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 from people that were referred to you, therefore the trust level is high. And I would imagine Matt that you probably didn't need to negotiate fees or the accountant or the bank no, manager or anyone no. else. Okay. Totally. They just said, use Matt LaHood, he's the guy. And I used to say, use my accountant. He's probably a bit dearer than everyone else. But you save a few bucks by his advice. Use my solicitor, that he's dearer. I'll guarantee you he's dearer. But here's what you need. And they do the same thing. Matt LaHood's going to be a little bit dearer, but he's the best. We trust him. He's sold thousands of properties to the group, whatever it might have been. They all pitch their dialogue for each other. But Pete, the thing that I loved about it above everything was there was no competition to the referrals. Right. So you'd walk in. They said, look, Pete Malou's selling his house, go and see him. It's a deceased estate. I'm executor of the estate. The lawyer was often the executor of the estate. Um, and he's chosen the agent. And I'd go down and see the beneficiaries. And they'd say, oh, look, we're just leaving it with Rod. He's chosen you. You're the agent. Where do he sign? Brilliant. How I mean, how many that? times I walked into listings like that was insane. Now, and there would have been other you, agents you chasing. Some, <clears throat> there would have been other agents chasing. For years, they'd be glad to... You know how many people used to call me and say, "Hey, how did you get that listing? I've been to I, I I met them at an open ten years ago, and the father died. They said I was going to get the listing, and I said, oh. I used to I used to love dropping people. I'd say, oh, I just walked in yesterday, and met the lawyer, and signed it up. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, it's a war, right? When you're in competition, yes. anything you can get an a, a leverage on someone. You so, know, Matty, how, you did, so, how many years did you run that networking group? Every, every, once a month. That went on for, a that went for twelve years unfailing we fought i i because i ran it right so i made it happen and pete we had different what we did is for culture we had the meeting in each other's location each month so there was 12 months there was 10 people every month we had it in somebody's office so one month it was in my office one month it was in the solicitor's office next month so all of their staff and everybody got to know the group as well good idea see this is all business i was getting business off the accountant staff they were my clients as well. You think about it, right? Of course, yeah. All my agents that I bought in, when I'd bring them in, I used to, go, used to do it in the McGrath Cafe, remember at Edgecliff there? Yeah, I do. I had 10 people, had uh, Jump and Jeremy doing the uh, toast and everything. Um, and then everybody would come in and I, to get their coffees. And I'd just say, hey, guys, this is the Ramy Business Group. And oh, this is, you know, Ben Collier or James Sack, whoever it was. And every, they'd be like, oh, my God. They'd be like, oh, okay. So they'd get business off my guys as well because they didn't have a lawyer or my guys didn't have an accountant. So I ended up being the referral source for most of my agents I work with 
And that's all sort of tracked me along over the years into management, Pete, because I seem to have been just the guy who fixed the problems, you know. <laughs> yeah, you were the drain cleaner, you know? as, as we used to call you. But, um, yeah, electric eel. That's it. Cleaned all the uh, F, you know. That's right. I get it. How many <laughs> Cleared years, out all the F. How many years have you not been selling? You've been senior, you're CEO of the agency oh, now. You're yeah, of sales at the It's interesting. I get asked this a lot, but. You know that network is still going, but all of the guys are my sort of vintage now. They were sort of, you know, they were always a little bit older than me, like sort of 30s when I was 20, but they're all like 60 now and I'm, I'm nearly 50. So, like, they're sort of at the end of their careers, but they've still got VIP clients, to call them. Um, like the accountant's now 70, for argument's sake, but he's still got VIP clients that call him. So is the... So is the solicitor and things. So they still just call me. They just refer them to me and I just refer them on to the agent. So obviously no more, no more meetings on a monthly basis, but they just pick up the no, phone no, and, the, and the trust is there and they say, Matt, this client needs to sell, look after them. Well, it's just gone way beyond the meeting. So I've been to all their kids' weddings and, and everything and you know, I've been to all it, It's become like these people are lifelong. Now, I, remember, mine, you know? I remember one once you were telling me only a short number of years ago, you certainly weren't a sales agent, um, but you had earned that year just through referral fees, if you added it all up from this network group, well over half a million bucks, GCI, yep. in referral fees, and you, and you weren't selling real estate. So that is testament to the longevity and the success of a really well, strong networking group, right? Pete, I want to share with you something now. What's today's date? Where are we, the 24th or something, 23rd of April? That's right. Um, I just wanted to say this here. So right now on the market, if you go on the, the the web and have a look, I've just got my name against six listings at the moment um, on the web. Now, three of them have actually been sold. They might be off Super Street Ramage. You can Google it. But that's a, that's a client of mine out of that network who's been with me for 30 years. Wow. So they've, they just rang up and said, look, we're, we're building. We've bought this site. Can you advise us? Yeah, we're giving it a resale. I'd even pitch for it. Um, and so they just gave me six apartments at a million bucks each. Um, so one and a half million bucks each, sorry. So nine million um, bucks of GCI, sorry, of gross volume there. And I've just bought two agents in and sold three of those already. The other three are going, um, even in the current climate. And I've got a site in Alexandria, which is just about to exchange for 13 million, which was another client out of that group who I've used for years and years and years and they referred me um, that site's actually the lawyer who I know the client as well so it's a double whammy and they're going to give us the 45 resales off that now I'm not selling yeah that's incredible right but that's 13 million I can tell you we got 2.2% on that we got 2.2% on the units you do the numbers yeah no then absolutely. the resales will come off now I'm physically not going to stand on the resales because I don't have the time and I can't do the right thing by the client, but I'll take a, a, a referral fee off all of those, which keeps keeps the um, billy boiling my end, so I can I can take the less ram at the company level, and that can just feed you know feed the, the numbers for me in the company, as we're still a startup, as you know. Um, so at the end of the day, these things just help immensely. But well, it's incredible. you know, like the, yeah, I can't begin to think if you go on the web and you did Google, I can't even think. There's been a whole lot of other listings. I think you know some of the agents I use to sell them. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm still using the same agents because they just know my, a lot of them know the network and the clients. So 
I bought them in nearing the end and they've been with me for years. And just trusted um, agents to me so I can just get them on the job. They know the level of service I need and sort of thing. So, um, mate, I'll probably do, if you look at it, I haven't even thought about it, but there's probably gross because I don't keep the fees, obviously I give most of it away. But um, there's probably, again, probably do another half a million dollars this year. That's incredible, really. I mean, and you haven't been actively selling for, what, a decade? Yeah, I know. No, at least 10 years. Well, when I was running MEA, that was too full-on. This has been full-on as well. Um, Travelling and stuff, you just can't. You're doing the wrong thing by clients. If you go and sign up for listing and you tell them you're going to be there, I just can't do that to people. So, yeah, no, I've been out of it for 10 years at least. So, look, the, the other thing, just very briefly, is when you became a sales manager... Uh, you started to have your weekly sales meetings at a car wash. Now, I know this isn't networking, but it's a form of networking because you would take your sales team to a local car wash every week. On yeah, a you remember that, though? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, would, you would get all of the, the cars for your sales team washed, and at the same time, the hour that you spent there organising open, seeing who was going to go to this auction and help that person, etc. you would Well, it clients. was a good thing because your reason I did it was we were young, right? We had a lot of young guys and girls in the team. And I said to them, look, if you want a free car wash, you've got to be at Crystal Car Wash at 7.30 on Saturday morning. Um, and um, we did a, we had all the, no one was really there at that time, so it was good. And I've, obviously, you know, I know the owners there well, um, long-term clients of mine as well. So the thing is, um, you know, effectively, I, I just commandeered an area there every week and I had all the agents in a circle. They'd get their car, and i just go around the circle. What, and I must have gone in my jeans, mate, and T-shirt. So they were all in the suits going to do opens. I'd be there getting my car washed. They'd be getting there getting their car washed. And the thing was, we'd just go around the circle. What's happening? Anyone need anything? But someone gosh, oh, my assistant's sick or something. So I'd jump in. I'd just go and do their opens with them. Mm-hmm. If, if something happened where we had a problem. So in, in like, it's funny you remember these things, because I don't, but obviously they had an impact on you. That was leadership, and I didn't even know it. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So it was leadership by accident, right? It was only people like you, and that's why I've so much respect for you. You, you analyse a lot of things and you're a master at training and coaching. But And um, I, I actually didn't realise, because you lead by just, that's just what you do, but you don't actually, people think it's really clever. Um, and in hindsight, when you actually said it to me one day, I thought, yeah, that is actually quite smart. I've just got everyone on track. I've got They've all got clean cars going to represent the company. They've all focused because we've all zeroed them in. They're all up early. They're fresh. They're ready to go. How can I not have a successful team going out on Saturday creating results? Plus all the clients, of course, seeing you guys in the car wash who come in to a local car wash, obviously seeing that you're on the ball, which is fantastic. So keep the property-centric marketing going. You're saying just listed, just sold, success marketing on social media, letterbox and deals, but you're saying the big but is have a networking group because that will, will just produce fruit for your business forever and a day and it might take three six nine months to get it going to get it up and running um so start with one person maybe after a month or so get that person to invite somebody else you invite somebody else you double the size of the group and so on until you get to about 10 people and that's the recipe for a great networking group not too big Pete. not too small um you want it a bit bigger like you want more than three or four because a couple of them will drop off um and you know, I, I did replace lawyers and accountants through that time as well. Some of the lawyers, what happened is um, he moved out of the area. He wanted to stay in the group, but his assistant 
who was a good, great lawyer, he so he came into the group, the head person went out. Mm. So the same company. So we did change a few faces. Mine stayed the same. Um, but a lot of them changed and I just kept it going because for their business, they, they knew how successful it was yeah. as well. It wasn't about me. It just turned, it ended up being about me because I drove it. And I went to the, uh, we one year we, we said, let's do something really good with all the power we've got. So we went to the Royal Children's Hospital. I went up and saw the CEO there who actually was lucky I knew him because we'd sold to um, their grandmother's house. Um, and um, he, uh, Michael Bryden, he went and saw him and I said, listen, Michael, you know, I've got this network group going, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I'd really like to do something for the Sydney Children's Hospital. So one Christmas, we got everyone to raise 500 in the group. So we had we given them five grand, and then we went through. We put a couple of hundred dollars aside at the time and bought all these toys, and we went and presented the check. Did the photo back then? It was the Southern Courier. We invited them along to the photo shoot. You know, and had uh, Matt LaHood and the lawyers and the camera up there doing, like giving five. Randwick Business Group gives five thousand. Now I had eight other agents, not knowing that that was my group that I built, trying to get into the group. <laughs> But they had no other lawyers. They go, how do I get into this business group? And it's like they thought it was like a BNI, right? Um, and it just wasn't. <laughs> it was a, it was a BNI with no impact. No, look, so, an, it was an incredibly successful group, and it's still it's still successful for you. So Matt LaHood, CEO of the agency, uh, I think you're doing an outstanding job as you always have done, mate. You put people first, and I think that's a testament to your success. We really appreciate your time being as busy as you are to speak to the Stone Group this morning on your networking. Matt, thanks a lot. Thanks, Pete. Hello to everyone. And just the last thing, just remember, we're in the um, people business. We just happen to sell property. Well done, mate. You have a great yeah. day. Thank you too, Pete. Thanks, Good on mate. you. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Industry Podcast. To learn more about us, be sure to visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player so you don't miss out on any future conversations with industry peers. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information to inform and inspire you. Bye for now.